Okay, here we are from the Ashbrook 2023 Holmstone Park International. Um, just had the first international race go through with Roman Fevre taking the race win uh, ahead of Glenn Coldenhoff. Fevre got the start. Coldenhoff starting to reel him in and then Fevre pulled clear uh, to take the win ahead of uh, Coldenhoff in second. And then in third place was a great ride from Brent Van Donick passing both of the Sarhols KTM team members. Adam Sterry, who finished fourth, and then Henry Jacoby in fifth. Uh, so, yeah, this uh, pre and post race podcast uh, brought to you by our friends at Kawasaki Motors UK. Kawasaki Motors UK are pleased to announce the arrival of the new KLX 140R range. The easy to ride KLX 140R lineup offers a 144cc engine, plus suspension and push button electric start, making for great trailblazers. The KLX 140R machines come in three different sizes, ranging from junior's first tentative steps to pushing the door wide open on adult riding. The highly regarded KLX 140R range is ready and willing to add fun and enjoyment in 2023. Contact your local off-road dealership for more information. And also brought to you by AS3 Performance, the home of aftermarket motocross and enduro parts, from hardware protection parts including skid plates and radiator braces to performance cooling parts including silicon radiator hoses and oversized impeller kits. AS3 also have a huge range of brake, clutch and gear levers all with different features and adjustability. Check them out online at www.as3performance.co.uk. We're also fueled by Golf Race Fuels and as always supported by evenstrokes.com. Go there for all your motocross needs. So you're yeah, looking forward to the Holston International. We'll go into the pits soon uh, and get some uh, feedback from the riders to see how they deal with but first we've got the second race coming up uh, just had a bit of a break in proceedings as um, Ashton Barlow had a um, unfortunate fall uh, in the EMS 125 race uh, so we wish Ashton all the best as he recovers from that one and uh, yeah we'll just wait for the restart of the EMS 125 the first race saw Reese Jones pull out a fantastic race win there with Cole McCullough coming home in second place uh, sorry, Casimir Henderson it was that got second ahead of Cole McCulloch, uh, second and third. Uh, so we'll wait for the restart on the second EMX 125 race uh, and then the international race. And then after that, we'll speak to the riders and see what we can get hold of them for. Jeffrey, uh, yeah. talk us through your day. Uh, ups and downs. Well, more downs than ups to be honest. But uh, yeah, time break, this was good. Track was a bit sketchy, like was super fast. So um, yeah, I haven't really did hot laps lately, like with fast guys around me. So, but it was, it was a game. Uh, first moto, the, they had a different net than on the GPs, and, and uh, to be honest, my, my, my rear wheel just slid of the net, and I was dead last. And then there were like so many guys, I was between 250s, 450s, and yeah, it was a short moto, so I could get up to seventh. And uh, to be honest, the riding wasn't that great either. Second moto was good. Uh, second with the start, I mean, actually uh, uh, fighting with Glenn for, throughout the whole moto. I never really put a real, real pressure because I felt like the speed he was carrying was good for me, like I, I didn't have much extra for him. So um, that was a good practice speed. And uh, last motor actually was a good start again. And yeah, we just got up uh, into the MX2 guys and then I, I, I made a mistake and I lost about five, six seconds. And then actually it stayed the same, the gap around 10 seconds throughout the half of the motor. And then I tipped over and I was underneath my bike a bit. So, and I lost uh, yeah half a minute and then I just got fourth. But and the end of all, I think the day was average, was not good, but yeah. I'll take it like it is. And uh, obviously, it's been a long time off the bike. Yeah. So, and that, that intensity is going to come. You yeah. just need to get race time. Yeah. So it's kind of everybody's kind of like sitting on the side yeah. going, oh my God, what's happened to Jeffrey? It's yeah. Like, well, it's a, it's a yeah. process. No, it takes it time to get that intensity. Yeah. Down. No, 100%. Like, it, will, it will require not one race, not two, but it will require five, six, seven races, I guess. I mean, if you haven't raced for 14 months, like, or even 15 on, on a high level, you know, that's 
that's pretty pretty bad like it's been a long time off so like in the US some guys miss Supercross but then get back for auto that's like a half a year you know but I did like almost triple of that so um, no it will it didn't look like the same Jeffrey like before my injury but also I didn't want to take any risk I think you could see that today I was like I'm happy yeah. where, where I was so I think yeah it, it, it was okay and is it the team telling you Jeffrey take one step at a time and build it up bit by bit or is that you telling yourself no I'm telling myself like after I saw what, what happened with a 243 last weekend I felt like that was my main guy for the championship and um, I, I just didn't want any injuries to happen right before <laughs> before the season starts so I was like okay let's just build up there's nothing to gain today like even if I would win or I would finish 15 yeah it will maybe give me 100 pounds more of, of, of prize money but furthermore it will maybe not change anything you know so you know to be honest so I was like let's take it as a practice with a lot of changes on the bike to see which direction I want to go and I think we can still improve and, and work on a lot of things but um, yeah for sure I'm off I, I know I'm off but I didn't expect anything else so um, everybody had high expectations but you know sometimes you also need to be realistic and say like okay this is what we got and we have to build from here I mean the speed is not gone like it's not that I don't know how to race like I did one off year ago but if you just haven't raced for that long it just requires some time when I was watching you obviously um, coming into some corners yeah. you could see that you wanted to push a little bit it started to flow it yeah. started to come back was yeah. it kind of then you had to kind of like oh hang, hang on let's not get too carried away yeah and, and I, I, I I was still struggling a bit with, with, with the setup like I've been riding a lot on the hard track so basically my bike was really set up for that so today on this track was a bit uh, was a bit tough but um, right now we go back to Belgium and like I said I've been January December and, and February I've been just riding on a hard track so we didn't have a lot of uh, test testing uh, days and times uh, on the yeah on, on the sand track so we also have to work on that how are you going to manage sort of coming into the first few GPs because obviously we've got Argentina in two weeks yeah um, it's a fast track it's yeah. very jumpy yeah is it going to be a case of just keep building keep building keep building yeah I know I, people can say whatever they want but I know I'll, I'll not be a podium guy in Argentina but that's not what I'm aiming for I want to be a podium guy by round four round five and start winning from round six round seven and and it's such a long series now we're not being 40 but like literally having 60 motos yeah it's uh yeah it's going to be a long year so I prefer to just try to be around fifth around Argentina I think that could be realistic and that just work from there I think that tracks just me a bit better right right now in these conditions where I am so yeah we'll see last question what's your take on the qualifying race points because uh, somebody could be a red plate holder yeah and they might not even have a red plate going into a Sunday nah yeah <laughs> if, if, if you want my honest opinion I think it's too much as Formula 1 is different like how, how rarely you see people getting injured you know barely in Formula 1 so when they do that there it's, it's, it's a different story same with MotoGP but in motocross you get so many injuries and the sport is already so dangerous now why have you ever seen a 60, run, uh, 60 motor series? I've never seen anything anything like that. So it's just too too much. So like, if you would get injured and you would miss three races, the championship is, is done. So you cannot even have any small thing, like even a small crack in your hand, and you'll be you be you be you be done. So um, yeah, it's not uh, ideal. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't have done it, but I would have just if if you ask my personal opinion, I would just have a time practice in the morning, like in the US, and then. Uh, have two motors and go home but yeah. I'm not an organizer I'm just a rider and uh, we have to take it like it is I'm not saying it's a bad thing but if you have my personal opinion I would have done it different but again it's like you say it's 60 races you can have to manage yourself every rider's gonna have to manage yourself yeah because yeah. one slip up is very costly yeah miss two races or three races you you, you don't yeah more or less or you need to win more or less all the rest but yeah no, so thanks for your time Jeffrey and we'll see you in Argentina yeah 
here with Adam Sterry. Adam, do you want to talk us through your day? Yeah, um, positive day overall. Of course, really happy to be back at Hawkstone. Uh, one of my favourite races of the year being a local race for me. Um, I get to see a lot of people that I don't see throughout the year. And here today was, well, that box there was full at, at the start of the day. So was busy. Was busy. Like, bus- I think the busiest I've ever had it actually at Hawkstone, but that was nice. And um, yeah, the racing, the racing was good. I uh, was second in qualifying to, to Glenn, which was really positive. So the, sp- the speed's definitely there. First moto was battling with Roman and, Fe- and uh, Glenn for the whole race. I got screwed over by a back marker with two laps to go and lost third, but ended up fourth, which. At the, end of the, at the end of the day, before I was riding here, if you would have said to me, my goal was to be, if I was around them front guys, that would have been a really good day. So to battle with them the first moto, I was really happy with that. The second moto, I was a little bit off. My lines were a bit, I was hitting every bump on, on the track I've, that I could find, I think. But still managed sixth, uh, which, again, I was quite happy with, taking no risk. And then... Uh, a bit, bit un, unlucky in the in the super final. I got cleaned out by a whiskey throttle MX2 rider, but it happens. I had a few moments myself, so it is what it is. I think it was a little bit, a uh, little bit dangerous with the sun and the track, and having to pass in the carnage. But there was like 10 MX2 riders at one point, and you need to try and work your way through it. But no, overall positive day. Like I said. Uh, really happy with it I can take lots of positives away from today and like we said we when we talked before this is the best I've felt maybe ever if not for sure since 2019 so um, what's the reason for that Adam I mean obviously last year you're on the same team um, obviously doing German Championship ADAC Championship and obviously doing some GPs what's yeah. changed what's changed over this pre-season do you think um, just better preparation like last year it's the same team, but this year they made a big step. The bike's a lot better. There's a lot more parts, and, and I'm a lot more prepared. Last year was, I didn't sign with Salt until end of December or January, maybe. So this was my first race last year, but I'd only been riding like two weeks. So a lot more time, a lot more preparation. I got the experience now, so I kind of know what I needed to do. So I had a really good, uh, really good training camp. Just, just, just since since 2019, I was going up and up and up, and then after 2019, I had a bit, bit of bad luck with teams and all, all the little roast that goes on in motocross behind the scenes. But this year, uh, I feel really good. I feel physically, mentally, the bike's good, the team's good. So, yeah, can't thank them enough. They, they actually go beyond what they what they say, which is hard to find in motocross. And uh, yeah we can kind of do what we want and and what they think what we think is best for each other and that works well you know we are not rookie riders anymore what works for me doesn't work for Henry and what works for Henry doesn't work for me so to have that freedom it's good and uh, yeah I'm still based in Belgium so a lot of long hours this winter in the sand and uh, yeah today I think the first two races for sure it, it showed and um, I can take that to the ADAC and this year more GPs, six GPs, so hopefully we can take it to there and get some good results. So um, I did have a smile on my face because when uh, your teammate was announced, um, obviously you guys have a little bit of history, so um, I mean, I, I, one I can remember is Tushin now. Um, That's the only one. Remember the year, yeah. That's the only one anyone but remembers. I spoke to, uh, to Henry and you guys get on well, you like game together, everything, so um, yeah. yeah, it's kind of water under the bridge and it, has it been nice having him on board? 
Yeah, I mean, when when I first heard about it as well, you know, everyone was like messaging me on everything, but uh, we, off the bike we got on fine. It's just um, 2019 happened. It was in the past. It was a long time ago now when you when you think about it. But yeah, I'm okay with him, and then. We will see this year in the ADAC if it if it continues. Obviously, we are both going for the title, so I always try to race clean. So from my side, will not be a, will not be a problem, but we'll see. And I'm sure everyone will be updated on the situation if something happens. And who's the best at Call of Duty? Oh, for sure, on on the new one was in two for sure, me. Hundred percent. I've got, you've got I put the hours in. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's why the starts were so good today the reaction time was on point in fitness injuries you're feeling good yourself yeah no injuries like this this off season I've hardly made any crashes I was in Spain for two and a half weeks and I didn't crash once like I think that's not because I was not trying or not pushing but I think just I feel so comfortable on the bike like 2019 I just keep relating back to it because that's when again I felt this comfortable when you see a bump or a corner and you can put the bike exactly where you want to put it or you see a bump and you know how the bike's going to react I have that same feeling now so um, yeah a lot of hard work this, this this winter and was nice to see it pay off in qualifying on the first motor today so gives me a lot of confidence going into the ADAC this year and uh, yeah hopefully we can battle for the title the whole year and uh, obviously with Henry, your, uh, your teammate, but also he's going to be the guy to beat. Yeah, I mean, the ADAC was tough last year. Nagel was, was the guy to beat. He was really on it, to be fair. And uh, for me, it was a learning curve because there's a lot of tracks they've raced since they were on a 65. Same like if they were to come the British Championship. Um, but I, I, I know what I needed to do and where I needed to work on, so... Hopefully this year we can battle more consistently at the front. Last year I was only really at the front of the sand races. But I know the tracks now, I feel a lot better positioned, the bike's a lot better, but the the competition also in the ADAC has made a step as well. So there's more fast riders, but yeah, I need to battle him for the title on his home tracks. But So one of the things I was going to say was, um, for those that have not or are not familiar with the the ADAC, it's a a super professional series. You know, the the riders are high high calibre. Do you feel like you've kind of learned a lot by by racing the ADAC than what you would have been, say, in the British Championship? Um, I mean, the the level is high at the front of the British Championship, but the depth is not quite as much. But... I honestly, we can open a load of book, a can of worms or whatever about this situation. I could speak on it all day, but that's fine. Let's do it. I, uh, I, I would honestly advise because you see today the British motocross is not dead. There is a lot of people that will go and watch racing if if it's organised, the riders are there, and it's a, a good venue. There's a. There is a lot of people that will come, and there's just so many people here today. There, I think there was maybe more people today than the whole British Championship put together, maybe. But. If I would give some advice to Gary, Gareth, who runs the British, or to, to anybody, I know they are trying their hardest, and 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 and, and it's not, for sure not an easy solution. But they should go watch just one round of the Dutch Masters or one round of the ADAC, and just see a little bit how they go about and how they do it. Because for me, them two are the best series domestically in the world. They. They are so professional. There's so many people there. The way it's run, it's it's. It, they are really good. To be fair, the prize money, the sponsors that they have, everything just comes together. And uh, 
for me, obviously being British, I want the British Championship to be the best. I want it to be like it was in the past where you want GP riders to come and race it. And at the moment, unfortunately, it's not at that stage, but hopefully it can get back to that stage. And yeah, I would love nothing more than I tried also for two years to, to, to come back to the British Championship, but yeah, it's just, it was not possible. Um, but yeah, we can uh, talk about it all day, but I, I want nothing best for the British. I want every, everything to go good and I want that to be the best championship. But at the moment, they need to take a few steps to, to make it better. Um, obviously, uh, Sahol's KTM is obviously one of the biggest uh, German teams. Um, they've been riding, uh, racing in GPs for years. They have a long history of great riders. Um, do you feel at home now? This is second year. Do you feel like you got to know the team? You feel like you've got the right people around you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the atmosphere in the team is really good. It's like a little bit like a family. I mean, a lot of people say that about teams, but I've been on a lot of teams now. And yeah, like I said, touched on at the beginning of the interview, everything that they do and the way they go about it. And it's a bit, and it's a laugh, but serious and everything is done properly for a small team or like a private team, they do a really good job. So, like I said, I can't thank them enough and uh, I really enjoy r racing for them. And uh, again, that's why I signed again for this year. And uh, yeah, I can't be happier at the moment. That's cool. Well, good luck for the rest of the season and uh, see you at GP. Yeah, thank you, mate. Okay, here with Martin Barr, just uh, had a bit of an issue in that last race, but otherwise a decent day. You've been right up there in most of the races. Yeah, you know, plenty of positives to take away from today. Um, you know, coming into it, I haven't had the outdoor prep what I'm used to, just with the arena cross and stuff. Yeah. But, um, you know, I always love coming to Hogstone. It's always brilliant, but it's just not Hogstone. It's dry. <laughs> you know, it's, we're usually uh, mud, uh, a foot deep in mud and snowing, raining, everything. But, uh, yeah, it was good. You know, it's not, not a normal track. Uh, as such it was very fast pretty powdery in places uh, but you know it's the same for everybody but yeah qualifying started off decent uh, I think it was P11 uh, overall first race made a really good start was running uh, P4 and then Jacoby got me and I, ended up, I was running a good uh, pace at P5 for a few laps yeah. um, felt comfortable just made one silly little mistake just caught a hard groove on a on a takeoff and you know once I landed it just pitched me over the bars and went down pretty good so I was glad to get away with that one um, and then I had to pull into the pits but I think I got back to uh, I don't even know 17th or something MX1 yeah. race 2 another really good start um, and just steady away uh, I think I come home P8 P9 just behind Sean so you know all things considered you take the Grand Prix boys out uh, we're not far away um, but yeah it was, it's been a good day obviously I had a little minor issue in the last one but it's always a good uh, good race to do for the outdoors because you know you can find out those little niggling problems and stuff but apart from that, my Pico Husqvarna has been working absolutely fantastic. You know, the, the starts have been good. Everyone's been everyone's been uh, real positive, and as I say, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I'm looking forward to the first round in a couple of weeks' time. Awesome. Thanks for us, Martin. See you there. Cheers. Thank you. I mean, with Ashton Dickinson, who uh, couldn't shake me by the hand with uh, a bit of an issue there. But, uh, yeah, you look to be having a decent day up until that last one. What happened there? Uh, yeah, no, first race was uh, really good. Uh, got a good start, and... Uh, kept Jeffrey at bay for a little bit. Yeah, know. I saw that was nice, yeah. A little bit of arm pump setting, otherwise I would I would I definitely would have kept him behind me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, second race, uh, I got a good start again, but I washed the front uh, first corner, so I was in like fifth as well, so you know there's loads of dudes behind me as well. No, they hit me. There's actually a video, so I'll post a video on my socials when right, I get it. Up, yeah, we'll watch for that, yeah. yeah, got got plowed by a few guys, but uh, I bruised my ribs a little bit, hurt my hand a little bit, but uh, 
it's nothing too serious. I think I'll, I'll be back for British for sure. Nice rider for Mitchell Nationals as well, though, Kanga, do you think? Uh, no, MX Nationals for me this year. Maybe a couple oh. filling rides, but um, mainly MXGB and the MXGP. Right, so you're going to do some Grand Prix? Yeah, a yeah. few Grand Prix. More than I've ever done, I think. I think I'm doing about 10 this year. Oh, fantastic. So, like the European rounds then? Yeah, yeah, a bunch. Of, I think first we're going to go is Latvia. Right. Um, yeah, and then most mainland Europe ones. Be a good season. Nice one. Well, how's it feeling after like eight months off? Oh yeah. Well, well. Do you know? Saying that, it's been about it's been about two years really. You know, I did about three three races at the beginning of 2020, uh, 2021. Then I got a concussion, didn't I? And then uh, same again happened in 2022. So, but it does feel good after eight months of actually not doing a start. I do feel really good. So I think a lot lots come this year for for me. So I'm looking forward to it. That's all. Thanks, Ross, for you. Thanks for talking to us. Yeah, Cheers. thank you, boss. I'm here with Brent Van Donick. Stunning ride in that uh, final super final there. Caught and passed. Fevre looks like, looked like you were going to get Koldenhoff. How did you feel? You looked like you were flying out there. Yeah, I felt really good today. Just my starts were, uh, were an issue. I had every race, I had a lot of wheel spin on the gate. Uh, it was another grid than last year. Many riders were complaining about wheel spin. Right. And uh, it looked like I was... I had, like, yeah... The, the the worst of it like the, the wheel spin and uh, uh, in the super final had a little bit better start and uh, I was right in the mix a little bit you know compared to the first two models and uh, yeah I mean I felt good just at the end I almost uh, caught I almost caught uh, Glenn but I had to push a lot to to pass Fevre and then. Uh, after when I was closing the gap to Glenn, I, I made a few mistakes. Also with a few lap riders, I uh, took some wrong lines and uh, that killed me a little bit, you know, yeah. physically. Uh, it was, of course, a long day also with three models and uh, it was close to two hours of racing. And uh, But yeah, I mean, I'm happy with how the day went. Uh, the bike looks good also, because it's always a good first test of the season, you know, yeah. uh, in Hoxton. And, uh, yeah, next one is Lirop, and then uh, we fly to Argentina for so Full season of MXGP for you? Yeah, I'm back for the whole ser- uh, series, so uh, it's been a few years, but <coughs> I worked hard hard to get back to the in a professional team, you know, to do the whole uh, season. So I'm really happy with this, uh, motivated, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. All right, great to see you on the pace, and yeah, good luck for the rest of the year. Thanks for talking to us, yeah. Brent Van Donick. Cheers. Thank you. Okay, I'm here with Jamie Wainwright, uh, first um, proper race outdoors. How's it all feeling for you, for the first yeah. race back? Yeah, it was good to be fair. Um, struggling a little bit with getting back into the race pace, um, but today was today was just basically so we could you know see where we're at for the British and the MX Nationals. Um, but yeah, that's it's. I felt I felt a little bit stiff in the first two, but the last one then, obviously, I felt a lot more relaxed, um, and it felt it, it come together in that one. So we got third in that one uh, in the super final, which was which was good enough. You know, I'm I'm, I'm pleased with that. So, um, but yeah, it's it's taken us to the British and the MX Nationals, and um, it's a good thing to to see where we're at, like basically. But yeah, I feel good. Nice one. What's the team set up this year then? Is it all? It's, um, it's it's basically ourselves. So um, all the sponsors: Wayne Wrights, um, Sabine, uh, Brothers Engineering, Redline, and uh, Pure. So these are the main four basically. Um, just putting it all together, and then all the rest of the sponsors as well chipping in. That way, I'm just I'm just a little bit, you know, I'm more happy rider. Um, 
and that just suits me better than anything I think so and it just showed it out there today um, once I got once I got down to it and got a bit more relaxed into it I felt a lot better um, but yeah yeah that's yeah good day really overall nice one good to see you back on the pace Jamie and uh, look forward to seeing you through the rest of the year thanks Thank a lot very much Okay, I'm here with Jamie Carpenter. First real competitive day on the 450 and on the Yamaha. How did it feel for you? Looks looked pretty good out there. Yeah, overall a positive day. Maybe, maybe not the end results in both races that I'm looking for. Um, but yeah, I had a good qualifying in ninth, and then uh, yeah, pulled two good starts. I had a good like 10-15 minutes in both races, and then sailed off a little bit. But that's as to be expected. First race on the 450. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was only about 10 days ago we made the transition onto the 2023 bike. So haven't necessarily got the time on that I'd like to yet but yeah that's what we're here for a couple couple more weeks to the season starts and uh, yeah we'll be golden just have much change to your preparations to get ready for the 450 or is it pretty much the same as always uh, pretty much the same really just uh, maybe I started a bit earlier than my winter prep just focusing on a bike time putting in the hours yeah to make the transition nice one good stuff yeah All right, well yeah good to see you on the on the big bikes and uh, yeah hopefully we'll see you all year yeah it's great thank you very much okay I'm here with Alvin Austin looks like I had a pretty decent uh, super final How, how's the day been for you yeah, it's been uh, nothing special, but it's been good. Uh, I've been, uh, I think, six, seven, six, so it's pretty decent. But yeah, I wish I had a little bit better starts. Uh, I don't know, the, the, like the start mesh was a little bit uh, strange. It was like slippering a lot. A couple of people have said that to me, yeah. Yeah, so I struggled there. But uh, yeah, I, I felt better and better all day long. Uh, I was riding a little bit tight the first race and then I was better and better. And uh, Especially the last race, I had a good push uh, to close in Jacobi, but I, I lost the clutch uh, the last four laps. So that made me, uh, yeah, go back a little bit. But yeah, overall, it's a good day. I didn't crash and feel good, so yeah. Nice one, and uh, I noticed you had a, a, a strange line going into the uh, the sand pit area. You were going wider than most people. Is that something that you you worked on through the day, or did you find that pretty much straight away? Uh, I find it yesterday during the, oh, okay. the <laughs> during the track walk. That's a good eye. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, yeah, I was surprised that not more people used it, but yeah, I felt like I, I was closing in there all the time. Yeah, definitely. And uh, first time up the big hill, was it? How did that feel? No, it's uh, actually third time today. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's amazing. It's it's really cool, and I'm I'm surprised every time I come here how how long it is. So, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. And uh, yeah, what's your 2023 looking like? What's your plans? Plans is to do a world championship, and then uh, we see if I do some Swedish championship or not. But uh, main focus is uh, world championship. MXGP, yeah. Yeah. Nice one. Thanks for talking to us, Alvin. Have a great 2023. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Came here with John Rizzi, MX2 winner and uh, best 250 in the super final. What a day! You've really sort of put yourself right up on the map. You think with this one? Yeah, you know, I enjoyed it a lot. You know, the track is legendary. It's, uh, yeah. it's good to be back on home soil after quite a long time. Uh, but yeah, I felt really good. I felt fit for the first time in my career where I could push every lap, you know. But I've put the work in this winter. Um, you know, this, the, the class wasn't as stacked as usual, but still, for a first race, to get the first race nerves out of the way, I think it was a good starting block, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, a good dice there with somebody about twice your age there with Sean Simpson. I mean, that, that was quite an entertaining one. Did you uh, enjoy that one yourself? How yeah. did that feel? Yeah, that was so fun, you know. It's about always <laughs> experienced riders like that. You can learn so much also. It was the same with Nichols in the, in the second race because he got a better start than me and you can learn so much because they're so clever they've done it yeah their whole life you know so yeah it was good it was good fun nice one. tell me about the Riley Yamaha team what's happening with those guys is that uh, a new setup or how's it all working for you 
yeah, you know, me and Riley, we're like family. Uh, they put everything t for me and I do everything for them, you know. So uh, we put the work in and, and this year they're lucky to uh, do the full MXGP season and awesome. I'm so grateful for that because I'm a part of it. So uh, we both want to climb to the top together, you know, and I've got a strong uh, teammate also, Hakan, but he's, he's uh, injured at the yeah, moment. But uh, I really feel like we can achieve some good things. Fantastic. Well, hopefully we'll be cheering you on at Matterley at the last round and, uh, yeah, up for a good position in the championship. Thanks for talking to us. Have a good one. Thanks, Joel Reezy. Cheers. Cheers. Cool. Come here, Jake Nichols, second in MX2 overall, wasn't it? And uh, right out there in the super final, but the, the bike pulled No, up. it was me. I was. Oh. Uh, I just realised I was. I'd, I'd spent myself in the second race. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was a stark reminder of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was doing all right. And I hell shot it and led it, but yeah. I got no skin left on my hand, and um, yeah, no energy left to be honest. I haven't done a 30-minute motor in probably about a year and a half, probably so. Looking pretty good on it. I mean, the, the second uh, second uh, race in particular, yeah. you had a good scrap there, and obviously Joel just nipped you at the end there. Yeah. These uh, plucky youngsters coming up in the MS2, but not yeah. bad for a late entry, was it? No, it was, uh, do you know, I was buzzing. I gave it everything, to be fair, as well. Proper old school, got stuck right in, and um, yeah, really enjoy this track. Really enjoy 250s, and you can get away without being top fitness on one of them. You know, I'd have never got away with that on a 450 today. <laughs> so um, yeah, just had a fun day. So I got called up on Monday night about it. So. Um, so uh, yeah, um, it was one of them, just a bit of a last, last minute thing, but really enjoyed it. So yeah, buzzing about it. I don't know what I'll do. It'd be nice to do a few more this year, but Miss is about to give birth, so we'll just play it by ear, but definitely be on a 250, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> so well, best of luck with uh, the baby and everything. Cool. And uh, yeah, thanks Thank for talking to us. Cheers, Jake. Came here with Kevin Strybos, uh, trainer, training with the uh, Kawasaki team now is that, that the sort of title is that right you've had some good uh, good times around this circuit how did you feel it went today for Roma yeah I think it went good um, you had a good day practice was a bit different uh, difficult I mean because uh, it was the first time he was here so he had to learn the track and yeah it's only 10 minutes free practice and 15 time practice so he didn't have a lot of time and he just could have put uh, one lap in uh, yeah which resulted in six so which was okay and overall yeah first model he, he did well he felt good all day actually so we made a few changes on the shock I think and yeah but overall I think it's always good to come here you know I've come here many many years I think first year I came here was 2001 I think or 2002 so it's been a long time you and feel old, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. so um, yeah I think yeah it's always a nice um, a nice race here and a lot of public and now I think today is one of the first time it was this good you know the track was just like I rode here in 2012 for Roger McGee for, with the yeah. British Championship in yeah. the summer which was almost identical same sure. now you know so yeah. I think yeah it's a good uh, track and a good uh, preparation for the GPs. Excellent. And um, was it your was it your influence that brought the team here? Because obviously Roman's never ridden here before, so was it your idea to bring them here? Uh, no, not really. Um, we put it on the table that yeah that he could come here, and uh, he decided to come. So which I think it's yeah I think it's good. Yeah. So uh, and I think he enjoyed it as well. So yeah, it's a win-win. Nice one. Best of luck with the rest of the season, Kevin, and hopefully I'll speak to you at uh, Matterley with uh, the title still in your chances. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. hopefully. Thanks a lot. Cheers. All right, thanks. Bye. 
Cam here with Roman Ferrer, first race winner, and uh, yeah, um, tricky super final. But yeah, how was your first experience of Hawkston? It was so good to see you here. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, obviously, yeah, the weather, the weather is everything, and we had really good weather. Uh, yeah, Saturday and Sunday. Um, so it bring a lot of public as well. Mm. Yeah, and track was really good. Like, uh, yeah, uh, like the ground was just super good, and uh, yeah, at the end was getting bumpy also, which is good for uh, some practice. And yeah, I'm, I really enjoyed the track, uh, and yeah, uh, something, something else, like uh, really more natural, you yeah. know. Uh, so yeah, it was really good day, and then yeah, the result was how it was, but um, yeah, I didn't expect to be uh, with that speed already because yeah, before to came here, I had like two weeks break because I had a little bit issue with some some problem. Okay. So uh, I rode just last week, and um, yeah, I just came here to to yeah to get out of the first race and everything and obviously speed was really good fitness i'm missing a little bit fitness but yeah it will come and uh yeah hopefully with more racing next weekend then i will be good for argentina nice one and you're used to french tracks with nice big hills so how does the hawkston hill compare for you yeah it's huge uh (laughs) like i never expect to be that big uh, and that steep also downhill it it was yeah really slowly and really like steep too, but uh, yeah, it was uh, because I watched some video of last year, right, okay. obviously, but yeah, I never thought it's like this. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was nice to see, nice to ride as well, something else. And yeah, uh, yeah um, overall it was a good day. Nice one. And you think this might be a regular visit each year here? Yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's always the same weather. It's something you know. Um, I was lucky this year. The weather was perfect. So yeah, sure. It it gave me some uh, confidence to come to come back next year for sure. Um, it's always a little bit difficult uh, with the pre-season races going on because most obviously most of the time we are in Italy and then to drive directly to England. Sure. It's difficult and sometimes I was doing also like next weekend example like La Capelle Marival so you have to go back in south of France after. Yeah. So for sometimes for the team it's a lot of uh, travel and organization but yeah this year I didn't do because of that issue that I had. Uh, I didn't do the Italian round. Oh, okay. So yeah, it was time to come here, and then uh, yeah, I'm happy. I am happy to to know that or now. Yeah. And then hopefully next year I would be here again. Nice. And one last thing: is it is that your last race before Argentina, or are you going to Lirop? Or yeah. How's it working? Yeah, I'm going to Lirop next weekend. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, that was the plan, and we yeah we have some more testing next week in the sand. So uh, yeah, that will be uh, the goal. Fantastic. Well, best of luck with the Grand Prix season. Hopefully you'll be right in it when we return to these shores, when when it comes back to Matali at the end. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you there. Thanks a lot, Roman. Yeah, thank you. So there you go. That was the end of the Ashbrook Hawkstone International 2023. Fantastic day's racing. And uh, yeah, Glenn Koldenhoff was the winner there. He had gone home by the time he got around to uh, doing the interviews. He jumped in his van and left. So that was a shame. But uh, yeah, Glenn rode fantastically to win the second MX1, MX2 race. And uh, the Super Final, of course, he won that one as well. Lots of pressure from Roman Fevre and a very good ride from Brent Van Donning. So that was great to see. And uh, you heard how happy Brent was with his day and that he's going to be back in MXGP for the rest of the year. So, yeah, fantastic to uh, bring you this post-race podcast from the Hawkstone, Ashbrook Hawkstone International 2023. And, uh, yeah, this podcast was brought to you by AS3 Performance. 
the home of aftermarket motocross and enduro parts. From hardware and protection parts, including skid plates and radiator braces, to performance cooling parts, including silicon radiator hoses and oversized impeller kits. AS3 also have a huge range of brake, clutch and gear levers, all with different features and adjustability. Check them out online at www.as3performance.co.uk. Also, thanks to Kawasaki Motors UK. They are pleased to announce the arrival of the new KLX 140R range. The easy-to-ride KLX 140R lineup offers a 144cc engine, plush suspension and push-button electric start, making for great trailblazers. The KLX 140R machines come in three different sizes, ranging from juniors, first tentative steps, to pushing the door wide open to on adult riding. The highly regarded KLX 140R range is ready and willing to add fun and enjoyment in 2023. Contact your local off-road dealership for more information. Thanks also to Even Strokes, and we are fueled by Golf Race Fuels. So what a wonderful weekend it's been at Hawksland. We look forward next to the Michelin Nationals, uh, which start in about two weeks' time at the new venue of Oak Hanger. Also watch out for MX Vice content. We've got some videos coming from this very race. And uh, yeah, we've got the, uh, this podcast, of course. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, see you very soon. This is Ben Rumbold with James Burrowfield and Brad Wheeler. Signing off.